It is wonderful to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners. What a blessing to be able to open up God's Word so freely and through the medium of radio on such a widespread basis and study with so many people at one time. Oh, what a blessing that is. And how much we have to learn and be encouraged by and guided by as we search those rich truths that are communicated to us from God's mind through his word. And as we read those, that's from God's mind to our mind and how important they are for us to learn, to believe, and to implement into our daily lives. We hope that you are growing in your knowledge of God's word as you continue to study with us and search the scriptures. And we pray that that growth continues. We hope that you're growing spiritually as well and that you're coming closer and closer to being able to make up your mind to make your decision about what you're going to do as to following God his way. And we pray that you'll make the right decision. We do care about you. We pray for you all the time. We care about all those who listen to this program. And we want to help you in the best way that we can. And we believe that that is by teaching you God's word. It's great to be here today on the program with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you, Gary. It's good for me to be on the program. I enjoy it so much. I enjoy being a part of this study with our listening audience. And, you know, it's so important for us to study God's word. God loves us. God wants us to come to him according to what he teaches us. He created us and he wants us to learn of him that we might become the people that he made us to be both physically and spiritually. And that's what we strive to do on this program. Thank you for listening and thank you for those of you who continue to listen. We are always glad that you are out there and that you are tuning in. It's good to be on the program with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Duane and Gary. It's certainly a blessing for me to be with you today. And uh, just, again, something I really look forward to being part of each time I know we're getting together. And, you know, I think about how many things there are out there for us to read. You know, the books, the magazines, the periodicals, whatever it might be. And I hope our listeners are coming to realize what a difference there is between reading anything that's been written by human mind, human ingenuity, and the book that's been written by God himself, the Bible. You know, as you look at to human literature, there are things we can learn. There's no doubt about that. There are good suggestions, helpful tips, things we can look to that will help us improve our lives, live better, more productively, whatever it might be. But there is nothing that has the authority nor that has the eternal implications that the Word of God does. And we really, really need to make that distinction. When we're reading from the Bible, we're reading words that come to us from the very mind of God himself. Boy, that is exactly right, exactly right. And I, I, boy, I wish there was a way to impress that truth mm. upon the minds of every individual alive today. So if, important. Oh, if the world ever needed to turn to God's word, and I guess you could say that in every generation. Mm-hmm. Yes. But we certainly need to turn to God's word today we in our generation. We do. All over the world. 
Now, we're going to continue on with this second line of sight that we've been studying. We're talking about looking upward, looking inward, and looking outward. And we're trying to focus on where you can find that real happiness and meaning and fulfillment and direction and hope in your life. People are looking in all kinds of different places. I think a lot of it's groping around, frankly. I think a lot of their focus is misguided because they don't really understand what real happiness is. Right. Mm -hmm. But they've been sold a bill of goods that, oh, you've got to find happiness. You're not happy. You need to be happy. But they don't really know, okay, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. Where do I find that happiness? Well, it's with God. Yes, it is. And as we talked about these three lines of sight where you can find these fulfillments, it's not going to be in sinful practices. No. no. Because they're fleeting. They're passing. They're mm -hmm. temporary. They're of this world. Yep. Hebrews 11 and verse 25. You're not going to find that in those, those superficial, fleeting, illicit relationships sexually. That's here for a moment gone. Right. They're not satisfying on an ongoing basis. Mm -hmm. You're not going to find it in drugs and alcohol. Same thing. They're, it, it, they're just not there. They're, they're not ongoing. Mm -hmm. They're not profound. You're only going to find it when you start looking upward. Right. And you start recognizing God as God. Now, once you've done that, and you see that God is all-powerful, that he is your creator, that he is a God of holiness and righteousness, that he is a God of mercy, and that he is a God of incredible love. Well, then, as you recognize and admit those identities in God, then you can begin to look inward and start to recognize where you need to change your own life. Amen. Mm -hmm to be in conformity with God's will yes. so that you can have that right relationship with God. Now, we've, we've been looking at looking inward, and it begins with realizing that you are very special in mm -hmm. the way that God created you, yes. like nothing else. No. Peter describes Christian people as being God's special possession yes. in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. And in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, it tells us that God created us in his own image mm -hmm. after his likeness. Yes. That's like nothing else. Mm -hmm. And that makes us beings with a spiritual essence. Mm -hmm. And that's why we understand the very concept of morality. Right? Yes. Of goodness, of evil, mm -hmm. of righteousness of wrong, we understand that because of the way God created us in his own image. Now, we also need to realize that God wants to be our heavenly father. He knows us intimately well. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, we need to reconcile our lives so that we can give him glory by the way that we live our lives. Yes. Mm -hmm. But we cannot do that while we're living in sin, can we? No. We do not. In our last program, we talked about how sin is the wedge between us and God. Mm -hmm. And there's no throwing up your hands and saying, yeah, all those other people, they are terrible sinners. You're a terrible sinner too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yes. Every one of us is. Yes, we mm -hmm. are. And Dennis, you mentioned Romans chapter 3, where repeatedly it tells us that all have sinned. Mm -hmm. All have come short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's such a horrible thought uh, to think that, Gary. And, uh, you know, I'm reminded about the account that Jesus set forth in the Gospel of Luke regarding the rich man and Lazarus. And after the two of them died, Lazarus went to a place of reward and comfort. The rich man went to a place of torment and agony. And when the rich man looked up and wanted Lazarus to come down and just put a drop of water on his tongue to try and help him in that agony, Abraham is characterized there as saying, it's not going to happen. There's a gulf fixed between us. You can't come here. We can't come there. And that's like that wedge of sin that you spoke about. Yes. You know, Paul, when he writes about the final day of judgment in, in uh, um, Second uh, Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians mm -hmm. chapter 1, yes. verses 8 through 10, mm -hmm. he talks about that eternal separation in yeah. verse 10. He does. He said those who are in sin when the Lord comes back will be eternally separated from God. Right. Totally cut off from him. Mm -hmm. Now that's an incredible prospect. Mm. We don't want that. And we need to believe in that and pay attention just as much as we might believe John 3:16. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. These are the words of God. They are going to come to pass. Just as they have in the past, they will come to pass in the future with regard to our future. Yes. And since the wages of sin is death, Romans 6 and verse 23 then we need to get ready right now while we're still alive exactly. so that we can escape that death penalty. Sure do. We do. And the only way that we can do that is to come back to God mm -hmm. and be reconciled with him, brought back into that right relationship with him mm -hmm. through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, the good news is that God has made that way for us, hasn't he? He, he sure, sure has. Yes. As we noted in our last program in John chapter 3 and verse 17, and 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9, God does not want anybody to be lost. No. He wants us to come to repentance. Mm -hmm. He wants us to turn away from sin and to him. But he's not going to make us do that. No, not at all. We are free moral agents, and we're going to have to make up our own minds. Right. But he's made the way for us to come back to him, to be forgiven to be saved, to have the absolute assurance of eternal life mm -hmm. with him in heaven. In James chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, how does that read, Dwayne? Therefore submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, cleanse your hearts, you cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Yes. Now, the devil is the culprit behind the temptation that leads us to sin, right? He is. Okay. Does not make us sin. Cannot overwhelm us and make us do wrong. But no. he presents the temptation, tries to lure us into sin. But if we'll resist him, 
then he'll flee from us. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, how do we resist him? That next verse tells us, doesn't it? Draw near mm -hmm. to God. Draw near to God. We resist the devil by drawing near to God. And as we walk with God faithfully, the devil takes off, doesn't he? Yes. Yes. And there's that concept again that we, we spent some time emphasizing and talking about in our last program, the light and the darkness and the difference between the two. Mm -hmm. In 1 John chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, God is light mm -hmm. and in him is no darkness at all. Right. Darkness is the absence of light. Mm -hmm. But God is light, no darkness. Mm -hmm. And light dispels darkness, doesn't it? Yes. It does. So as we walk with God faithfully, the darkness, the devil, leaves, mm -hmm. gone. And so we can overcome sin. Mm -hmm. We can overcome the devil through God. Yes. In 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13, one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible, how does that read, Dennis? No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape, that you may be able to bear it. So is it fair to say that God has fixed it? So that as long as we walk with him faithfully, we don't have to sin? Yes. I think that verse is telling us God has given us the freedom not to sin. <laughs> and the assurance that we can mm -hmm. live in a state where we don't sin. He's given us that ability. Mm -hmm. Through him, not in and of our own power. Exactly. No. But through him. Yes. yes, he's given us that, that ability because of his faithfulness. Yes. So if, and I know a lot of people out there, they think, I just can't do it. I can't live a faithful Christian life. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can mm -hmm. with God's help. Right. Absolutely. Not on your own, but with God's help. Mm -hmm. You got to take that first step, but God will help you. You can live a faithful life. And this passage tells us that God's fixed it so that you can. Right. Yes. He'll never let the devil throw anything at you so overwhelming that with God's help, you cannot overcome it. He'll always make a way for you to escape, mm -hmm. to say no. That's right. And the responsibility at that point falls on us to take the escape route that's been provided. Exactly right. Now, if we don't take the escape route, it's on us. It right. is. But God will always make the escape route for us. Absolutely. Dwayne, how about reading Romans chapter 5, verses 10 and 11? For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. Now, this is part of that passage that just is so incredibly descriptive of God's love for us. If we went back up to verse 6, Christ died for the ungodly, for yes. the ungodly, not for the, right, the, the righteous, but for the ungodly. In verse 8, God demonstrates his own love. And while we were still sinners, Christ, Christ died. died for us. 
And then in verse 10, as you've just read, Dwayne, when we were enemies, Christ died to reconcile us to God, to bring us back into that right relationship with God. Now that word reconcile means to bring back into the right relationship, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. See, God has made the way for us to overcome sin, Mm -hmm. to overcome the condemnation of sin. He sent his son to the cross to die thereon to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. Yes. And the wages of sin is death, Romans 6, 23. But Christ paid the price. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now we can't just say, hey, that's great, and continue on in sin. No, here's, here's the risk. We've got to be reconciled. He did that so that we can come back into that right relationship with God. Mm-hmm. I think it's put pretty well, Dennis, in John chapter 1 and verse 12. It is. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. Right. Now, we've talked about this in the program a number of times. I think that it is a common belief, and I think it's a false belief, that people have generally, that everybody is a child of God. We're all children of God. Right. Now, maybe in the loosest sense of the expression, when you consider that God created humanity, maybe in that loosest expression, sense of the expression, you might say, okay, we're all children of God, but not in the sense of being in a saved relationship with him. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because Jesus said, there, that is relegated to those who properly received Christ. They were given the right to become children of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. You cannot become something you already are. Right. So God made the way that we can become his children. Mm -hmm. We can read about that in other other texts, Romans chapter 8, Galatians chapter 4, among them. Those are pretty good. They talk about God adopting us as his children. Yes. Now, so God has made the way. We have the opportunity. Why did Jesus come into this world, Dwayne? Luke 19 and verse 10. To seek and save the lost. That's why he, that which was lost. That's why he came. And so he came for that purpose as our savior, to be our savior, to seek and to save that which was lost. And all of us are or were lost. Yes. All are who have not yet come to Christ in the way that he has instructed. Right. Remember that Jesus said, if you believe not that I am he, you will die in your sin. Mm -hmm. John chapter 8 and verse 24. That's right. So we've got to come to God, but it's got to be through Christ. Mm Mm-hmm. We read the great invitation, Dennis, in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. How did Jesus issue that invitation? He said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So the invitation is to all who would come to him? It's to all. It is issued to everybody. No exceptions. Yes. So we all have the opportunity to come to Jesus. We do. 
and the rest that he promises, I think, is tantamount to eternal salvation. I believe so. I think he's talking about spiritual rest there. Mm -hmm. Now, in John chapter 14 and verse 6, Jesus tells us there's only one way to come to God. That's right. Right? That's right. What does that say, Dwayne? I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The way, the truth, and the life. The way. Yes. The life. Right. And no one comes to the Father except through Christ. Pretty narrow-minded, isn't it? Yeah, that eliminates everyone else. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, Even now, you if know, they claim loudly, uh, no one else except No one else. Him. No other way. Only through Christ. Only His way. Mm -hmm. Now, some people might be thinking, hey, I, I've got my own way. That's not, that's not the right way. No, no, it isn't. And some might point to, to other religions that don't even accept Christ as the Savior and say, well, look at all those people over there. They're in the wrong way. Yeah, what about mm -hmm. them is irrelevant. Yeah, it's Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Mm -hmm. What does Peter say about Jesus being the only way in, John, or in Acts chapter 4 and verse 12? Nor is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Only the name of Christ. Mm -hmm. Salvation in no one else other than Jesus Christ. Now it doesn't matter how many people believe in someone else or something else or some other system. There's only salvation in Jesus Christ. That's right. But see, the great news is that while we've got that wedge between us and God, sin, God has made the way to remove the wedge. Yes, he has. And for us to come back into that right relationship with him, mm -hmm. and that is through Jesus Christ. It is. Through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. What a great promise. What a great blessing. You need to look inward. You need to recognize that you can change with God's help. And God has made the way for you to come back to him. Now, in our next program, we're going to continue to study about this and bring to a close this thought of looking inward. And we'll talk about what you need to do specifically. But you, can, you have a way. You have hope. You have promise if you look inward and you'll come back to God. In just a moment, we'll tell you how you can contact us and receive that free Bible study, and you can get into even more detail studying about how to come back to God. We hope to hear from you soon.